Hi, I'm Matthew Kind. Every Monday, look for a fresh new episode where I'll take you behind the scenes and interview the insiders that are shaping the rapidly evolving cannabis industry. Learn more at cannainsider.com. That's C-A-N-N-A insider.com. Now here's your program. Today, we're going to learn how one entrepreneur is pivoting her innovative business from a consumer-focused offering to a business-to-business model. I am pleased to welcome Nicole Wicker, CEO of Altopa to Canna Insider. Nicole, welcome back to Canna Insider. Thank you, Matt, and thanks for the opportunity. Give us a sense of geography. Where are you in the world today? I am sitting in my house in Raleigh, North Carolina, where I have been for the last four months. <laughs> Okay. Okay. And I'm in Fayetteville, Arkansas today. So, uh-huh. yeah, we weren't expecting that answer, were you? No, you're <laughs> you're fairly close to me. I was not expecting that answer. <laughs> Tell us on a high level, what does Altopa do? Okay, um Altopa is a biotech company that has developed a patented product called the Oblend. And I like to think of the O-Blend as a combination of an apothecary, a portable dispensary, and it has an Amazon platform. So it's similar to a printer ink cartridge model. Mm -hmm. It contains canisters that are filled with ingredients such as cannabinoids, terpenoids, flavonoids, and it dispenses a combination of these ingredients within pharmaceutical precision on demand. Hmm. One, one more thing. Mm-hmm. The Oblend also includes a technology platform where you can search for and find expert sourced recipes. You can adjust the ingredients and within minutes you can create personalized products with a push of a button. It always dispenses a very precise and consistent blend of these ingredients from the dispense port. You can also create a variety of products with an O-blend by placing a container underneath the dispense port, such as a vape or a container to create a topical or a tincture. Okay. So again, if you think about it, it's a combination of an apothecary and a portable dispensary with an Amazon platform. Okay. So it's been almost two years since you've been on the show. Can you share a bit about your background and what you were doing before Altopa and how you became involved in cannabis? Sure. Um, I started my career with uh, Ernst & Young as a CPA in their entrepreneurial services department. My specialty was identifying small companies with large potential strategizing with their executive teams and positioning the companies to maximize valuations and and exits. So uh, this was during the dot-com industry, I mean, sorry, during the dot-com era, and uh, I took most of my clients uh, public. So after I spent a decade with Ernst & Young, I transitioned to the private sector and eventually became the CFO for a company called Tier Science. Tier Science was a medical device company that had developed a disruptive diagnostic and treatment device for dry eye disease. Uh, My first task as CFO was to raise Series C financing round. Uh, This was in 2008, 
which was the worst economic disaster since the Great Depression. And needless to say, this was not an opportune time to raise money. Um, we were pre-FDA approval, pre-revenue, and we were trying to raise $28 million. So fortunately, after giving over 100 investor presentations, we managed to close not $28 million, but $45 million, which was quite an accomplishment. And it turns out that our $45 million raise was the largest med tech venture capital funding in the nation that year. Wow. So within a month of this financing, our CEO was diagnosed with stage three throat cancer. Uh, the board appointed me as acting CEO. And then a month after that, we received approval from the FDA. So now we could sell the devices in the FD, uh, within the U.S. Uh, we had $45 million in the bank. And I was now acting CEO. So we started hiring sales reps throughout the nation, expanded globally. And during the next three years, we took Tier Science from a company that had 18 employees to over 250 employees, a company that was pre-revenue to a company generating revenue with a run rate of $40 million. We're the fastest growing company in North Carolina during these three years. And uh, a couple of years later... Tier Science was acquired by a division of Abbott Medical Office Optics called uh, Johnson & Johnson Vision. Wow. Quite a journey yeah. there. Mm, absolutely. It's been a good one. Well, you know, just while we're on the topic of raising money, you've, you said you've done over 100 presentations or you've been involved with them. Any tips for people that are doing going through the process themselves and don't feel like they're as skilled at it? I mean, you've probably seen patterns where you probably said, oh, I wish I could do this better and next time you, you did. What, what advice do you have for people that are raising capital and pitching? Uh, I would tell them to start at least a year before you think you need right to raise money because it always takes longer than you think. Uh, raise more money than you think you need because you're always going to run into some obstacles that you're not anticipating. And keep your head up because it's a roller coaster. It's very, it can it can be very emotional. And uh, focus, focus, focus. Uh, raising money really becomes a full time job in, until you complete the financing. Okay. Thanks for that. Okay. So just so we're clear exactly on what the O-Blend is. So we're, for listeners that are trying to understand this, you have a hemp-based CBD and terpene blends that you make with your device called the O-Blend. But that device resides in dispensaries. And you can call up recipes um, and prescriptions on exactly what you want the blend to be for a specific ailment. Do I have that right? Uh, somewhat, uh, but not exactly. Okay. So, Oblins are currently producing hemp-based CBD plus terpene blends for healthcare providers and patients. However, this is just a temporary starting point. Okay. Our next step is the exciting one. We are about to add cannabinoids to the Oblend. So when you think of it this way, O-Blend 
is simply a device that mixes and dispenses ingredients precisely, consistently, and on demand. Okay. So let's walk through. We, t- th- sorry, Terup, go ahead. We, we do three things. We, uh, we sell empty canisters to our partners that have O-blends. So okay. we, don't, we don't touch the ingredients. Uh, we have the platform that enables the users to find, customize, and create products. And then we also collect the data. Okay. Well, let's walk through a couple scenarios, what, where you're at now, and then you said the exciting part where you're going. So people mm-hmm. understand what you're doing today and sure. then how that's going to change in the future. So let's start with who generates the demand here who pays for the canisters, and who gets the final product? Okay, the, um, the final product always goes to the end user, who is the person that is, is uh, treating themselves, such as a medicinal cannabis user. So that's our end user. Um, There are several ways that end users go about getting their products. Uh, Some of them go through healthcare providers. So if if you think about um, healthcare providers uh, using the Oblen platform, they don't have to have an Oblen. They just have to have the platform. So with our platform, uh, these healthcare providers can recommend different formulations for their patients. Okay. Um, And then our partners are the companies with a marijuana license because since we're going to the cannabis industry, we don't have a license. So we have to partner with a company such as a a LP, licensed producer or a multi-state operator. They would have our Oblens. We sell them empty canisters. They fill the empty canisters with ingredients such as cannabinoids, THC, CBD, CBN, terpenes, and, uh, and flavonoids. And then they also uh, create the products, and then they can deliver the products uh, directly to the patients or they can deliver them to the healthcare providers for the patients to pick up, or they can deliver them to a dis- one of their dispensaries so that the patient comes into the dispensary and uh, picks up their product. Gosh, this would be sounds like it would be a great thing for a hospital or doctor to have in addition to dispensaries. But like, so is what's a typical type of thing people would use this for. So an end customer says, maybe I'm going through some um, medicinal medical process for a disease and I'm Mm -hmm. having inflammation because of it. And Mm -hmm. uh, I know that my healthcare practitioner recommends this specific blend for inflammation. And um, next thing I know, I'm walking into a dispensary for a blend of this specific THC, CBD, flavonoids, terpenes that has been recognized by some experts or scientists or um, healthcare professionals as helping for this inflammation. Is that a good reaction? Uh, yes. I'm, I'm going to give you um, 
an example based on um, the healthcare providers that we have spoken with in the state of Florida. Okay. So st- the state of Florida is a medicinal state, meaning anybody that purchases a, a cannabis product in Florida has to get a recommendation from a registered cannabis healthcare provider. Currently, a patient walks in, the healthcare provider says to the patient, okay, you're treating for pain, you've never used cannabis before, so I'm writing a recommendation for a total amount of CBD and and THC. You're going to go down the street and walk into uh, this one dispensary, and you're going to start out with a product that that just has CBD. You know, you don't want to have THC in this product yet. And after two to three weeks, then you're going to go into this other dispensary and you're going to buy this product that's like a 25 to 1 ratio. And then after two to three weeks, then you're going to go into this other dispensary and buy one that's a 20 to 1 ratio. And then a 10 to 1. And then a 5 to 1. And then a 1 to 1. And then the patient walks out of the healthcare provider's office They walk into the first dispensary, and guess what? Their purchase is based on their discussion with the bud tender. And the bud tender may say, hey, I know your healthcare provider recommended this product. However, if you're treating for pain and inflammation, I would really recommend that you just start with this product over here. And so the healthcare provider loses the control, and they have no feedback from that patient, right? Mm-hmm. And that patient may buy a product that has too much THC and it not not get great results and then uh, just stop use. So with our platform, now the healthcare provider has control of what their patients are getting. The healthcare provider can actually essentially write a prescription through our platform, right? That is sent to the patient, patient approves, then it goes to the partner or LP. They create the product, product gets delivered to the patient. The patient through our platform lets the healthcare provider know if it's working and the healthcare provider can go back to the patient through our platform and say, hey, Miss McGillicuddy, are you comfortable enough now to increase your level of THC by one milligram? Miss McGillicuddy says yes. The healthcare provider increases the dosage by one milligram. It gets sent to the LP. LP creates the product and the process repeats. So we are creating this loop between the patient and the healthcare provider that that currently does not exist. Hmm. Yeah, and it's much more precise, it sounds like, coming from your background in the pharmaceutical world. And I know the Research Triangle Park's really big in that, mm-hmm. where, where you are in the world. So, so you're coming at this with kind of a pharmaceutical angle. The platform is something software-based, like an app or a website, yeah. or how does that work? Yeah, it, it is. It's a web based uh, software platform that can be accessed from a mobile device or or a computer. 
And uh, this platform, healthcare providers are really excited about it uh, also because it is giving them a centralized location to access formulations that are proven to get great outcomes. So right now, the healthcare providers just recommending, you know, THC and CBD and maybe recommending a certain product from a dispensary that has good results. But with our platform, the healthcare provider can enter their formulations, including specific terpenes and and cannabinoids beyond THC and CBD. The platform also gives them the ability to see formulations that other healthcare providers are using that are working for their patients. So it's building the central centralized platform to help healthcare providers that are treating their patients with cannabis find and access formulations that are getting great outcomes. So from the patient's point of view and the healthcare professional's point of view, they really don't need to know about the mechanics of the O-Blend, just kind of what the product is in its finished form. It's kind of like the cloud. They send it to the O-Blend cloud and they get the finished product on the other side. And, you know, we do want to know how what's going on, but just that it works and it's as, as uh, prescribed. That's right. We've uh, we've made the platform very user friendly, and if you think about Amazon, when when you go into the Amazon platform and you want to buy a bicycle, well, there are recommended bicycles. Uh, you can read the customer reviews, but you don't need to know about every screw and bolt <laughs> in that bicycle. Yeah. You just want to know that. The users are happy, and then it works. So you select one. Now, if you want to learn about the bolts and the nuts and read about each ingredient, you can do so. But we've made it as simple as possible. So if you want to access a formulation that's working best for other people with pain, then you simply select that formulation, and you have the product at your doorstep within 24 to 48 hours. Yeah. I noticed that uh, the pharma industry, which I consider you kind of a veteran of, is the uh, likes yep. to really, really solve complex issues. Like a lot of the entrepreneurs mm-hmm. I have on here are doing like a, a consumer product that it's like the simple A to B, and this is really uh, this is solving some big problems all at once, and they're complex. Uh, so, how do you do? You give guidelines to the dispensaries or the cultivators on hey, this is how you um, extract oils or this is how you get pure CB, CBD or how does that work to, to ensure consistency? No, we do not um, give advice to the, the dispensaries or their LPs. Um, they are currently, they currently are extracting products. Right. Um, so... Let's say they are um, extracting a, a certain distillate. Mm-hmm. Um, it has to be within our guidelines to work within the um, O-Blend. Um, I guess we do uh, – we could 
recommend ways that you could make that distillate as clean as possible mm-hmm. um, without turning it into a a non-liquid ingredient because right now, not yet, we're not working with powders. So we want a very clean distillate that only has one cannabinoid. Mm-hmm. And that distillate would go into um, one of our canisters. Um, they could put terpene blends into canisters. They could put t- isolated terpenes into canisters. Uh, they could even include other ingredients that are healthy, such as curcumin or turmeric, into canisters. Mm-hmm. As long as they are within their state guidelines um, and it's with the parameters of of what we require, um, it can be used in the Obland. We just want to know for every single user that is using a product that has been created by the Obland, this product is safe, meaning all of the ingredients have gone through our quality control process. So it's safe, it's consistent, and it's precise. And when I say precise, I mean this is within pharmaceutical precision, which you do not get in the cannabis industry right now. I mean, that is very important. I am from the pharma industry, and what I quickly realized is cannabis is not medicine until it's consistent, and we are making cannabis consistent. So you have these dispensary partners, uh, licensed producer partners. Back in 2000. In 18, when you were on the show, your product was consumer focused then, and you had just won some consumer electro- electronic awards. That's right. What happened and why the pivot? Well, we know that everybody wants an Obland. I mean, everybody. Cannabis users, both recreational and medical, healthcare providers want it, dispensaries, even private facilities like personal cannabis consumption lounges, um, hospice centers, and senior living facilities. And there is no way that we can produce enough Oblins to meet demand. But what we did realize is that everybody doesn't need an Oblend to get what they want. They want personalized, consistent products created by the Oblend. So really all they need is our software, right? Mm-hmm. So if we place O-blends in locations, like a hub-and-spoke model, where these O-blends can service hundreds of users, then we don't have to build thousands of O-blends. Okay. All right. Each O-blend can make over 200 products a day, so 6,000 products a month. Uh, patients and healthcare providers can get their products created by Oblens uh, by using the uh, the platform. Um, so transitioning from a, a direct to consumer to a B two B model totally made sense for us. Okay, and what does the Oblen device look like? If I was looking over your shoulder right now and you had one in front of you, <laughs> uh, it looks like a big square box. It's a little it's a little bit larger than a Keurig coffee maker. Uh, when you open the lid, 
you would see canisters that are filled with the ingredients. Uh, each one of these canisters uh, is chip encoded, similar to an ink cartridge, and we have to encode the chips so that the Oblin knows which ingredient is in each slot. Uh, the front of the Oblin has a dispense port uh, where the combination of the ingredients always dispenses from. And then you would put a container underneath this dispense port, such as um, you can screw on a different size vape cartridge. You could put a bottle underneath it to create tinctures or m massage oils. You could put a container under it to make uh, lotions and salves. And eventually we'll, we'll move into creating nasal sprays and capsules. Uh, but right now it's, it's the vapes, topicals. What am I missing? Vapes, topicals, and tinctures. Okay. So will, will dispensaries buy the Obelin from you, or is it a licensing uh, type of arrangement? Uh, they will not buy an Obelin from us. We will place the Obelin at their location, and we will sell them empty canisters that they will fill with ingredients. Uh, so that will be in the form of a licensing dry goods arrangement. So basically, that's where the license is, is the, the selling of the empty canisters. Okay. And the, the dispensary owner is incentivized to do this because orders are going to come in for specifically for the O-Blend, which drives traffic into the dispensary. Uh, there are many reasons why, why a dispensary would want this, I believe. Uh, right now, dispensaries are trying to find ways to differentiate themselves they're trying to gain market share and uh, with healthcare providers wanting the ability to have control over the formulations that their patients are getting as well as the feedback, uh, we are giving these LPs uh, a way to capture market share. Uh, Florida's interesting because in Florida – these LPs are limited to only selling products that they create. So you only have a certain amount of ratios and terpene blends and products. Then you have to create all of those inventory SKUs and stock up each one of your locations, right? Well, with the O-Blend, you can create anything that you want. You're not limited to what you're creating. You don't have to stock up on inventory. Uh, in fact, if you think about it, you don't have to build and open dispensaries all over the state. All you need is an O-Blend in that processing center. All the orders go to the O-Blend. O-Blend creates them, and then they're delivered to the patient. So, so it's really opening up an interesting um, opportunity. But I will also say that um, if, if a LP does want to brand themselves at the national level, think about Oblins being located 
in a dispensary. And think about the Starbucks model or, or the Apple model. When, when a patient's walking in, each patient has a unique user ID. And uh, the Oblin's sitting there, somebody's standing behind it like a barista. And they're like, hi, hi, Mrs. Miller. You know, last time you were here, we created this this formulation for you that that was supposed to be for your pain. Do you want me to create the same product? Would you like to add a little uh, extra beta carophylline to it or increase the THC levels? Or would instead of creating it as a tincture, would you like to create it in a topical form? Uh, so it's really personalizing the experience and creating customer loyalty uh, now at the dispensary. It's given them way. It's given them a way to brand themselves at a national level. Okay, that's interesting. Now you said that the LPs, you're kind of moving from phase one to the phase two that you're excited about. Talk a little bit about that. Okay, um, we are. We have proven the L, we have proven the Oblent. Oblent is currently creating products that are hemp based uh, with terpenes, but again, that's just a, a temporary uh, item that we were doing in order to make sure that the platform worked, that the patient surveys were working, and that the Oblens were robust. So the next step is transferring Oblens to an LP's processing site. And um, at that time, uh, we'll be training the LP um, how to operate in Oblend. Then they will be purchasing the empty canisters, filling them with ingredients, and uh, receiving the orders at this processing center and creating the products. Wow. Okay. And what's the interest like from licensed producers, license holders? What's kind of the feedback you're getting and kind of the interest? Um, I, I, I try not to approach um, different companies and, and get them excited before we're ready. So we've only approached a couple. Um, we've approached one in Massachusetts and one in California that aren't necessarily the big multi-state operators. Um, they're smaller dispensaries, but they own several stores. They are – they're very excited. You know, they can't wait to have an Oblend. They got it instantly. Um, I have had initial discussions with a couple of – the larger multi-state operators, and they're intrigued, but that's that's about as far as we've gotten. We are ready now to open those discussions and have serious discussions and decide who our first partner is going to be. Okay. And, you know, I think about there's some doctors out there that we probably both know of that are really well known for understanding the interactions between terpenes, you know, mm -hmm. cannabinoids and coming up probably with formulations that would be helpful. Are, are, are there going to be third-party kind of recipes coming into this, or how does that work? Yeah, absolutely. So what we 
have created, not that it was intended to be created at the beginning, but what we essentially have created is a platform for healthcare providers, for patients, and for formulators. So formulators can now put their formulations into our platform that can be accessed by healthcare providers and patients. And these formulators can collect through our platform the data that they want so badly, the patient feedback on whether their formulations are working correctly. Now, we did not know that this uh, this piece formulators were going to be necessary until we started talking to the healthcare providers. And we realized that most healthcare providers aren't ready yet to start creating their own formulations. And they don't really know what terpenes to add to cannabinoids for things like Alzheimer's or Parkinson's or anxiety or pain. So what we did is we reached out to some of the leading formulation formulators and researchers in the nation and we'd partnered with them and now have their formulations in our platform. And when we're very, very excited about the level of interest that that we've received from these formulators. And it's all because they they want to help people and they want the feedback from these patients. Okay. Very cool. I can see why that would be, you know, having a lot of different variety is helpful. The feedback's helpful. That all makes a lot of sense. So you're moving more to a um, license holder model. Um, mm-hmm. Right now, there's no multi-state operators. It's more small operators. It's probably good for getting the feedback on a smaller scale first. And then, you know, training, you know, you're training license holders, staff perhaps on how to operate an O-Blend. Is that a difficult thing or how hard is that? No, no, it's it's not difficult. Um, it's not difficult at all. At the, at the, I'm going to call it the processing center. At the processing center location, they have our empty canisters, uh, fill, fill them with the ingredients. And then you have the person creating the products. So we have uh, developed a production fulfillment module in our platform. When a healthcare provider uh, finds a formulation for a patient and sends it, to the O-Blend. The O-Blend's receiving all of these orders, and these orders are getting queued in this production fulfillment model. The person creating the blends can sort the orders by first in, first out. They can sort them by what type of products they're going to create, or they can sort them by zip code. And, uh, and then they just start creating the product. Each product takes less than a minute to create, and uh, we've we've tried to do everything everything in our platform as easy as possible, uh, and make it as user friendly as possible. So the training process should not. I mean, it's, it's like 
a day for production fulfillment and a day for the ingredient training, and, and that's it. They're ready to go. And how about as, as how do you determine pricing for this type of thing? Let's say I have a tincture that's made. Is that done? Uh, is there like a minimum pricing set or is that done through um, mm-hmm. the dispensary? How does that work? Uh, pricing is really up to the, the dispensary. However, we do believe that being able to create a customized, personalized product does – um, or should produce a, a, a premium price. If I walk into a dispensary and I have the option of purchasing a vape off the shelf or creating my own personalized vape and the one off the shelf is $45, well, I'm, I'll probably be willing to spend $50 on creating my personalized product. So we believe that Products created by the O-Blend, which are also consistent, will uh, probably be sold at a little bit of a premium. Not, not too much, but there's reason that it deserves to be sold at a premium price. Okay. Very interesting here. The platform, the technology, the O-Blend, how it all works together, the different parts it's it's a complex business model, but I think once the inertia really, I mean, I, it was very clear after the uh, you won that award in 2018, like people want this. Mm-hmm. Um, there's demand for it when they see it and understand what's going on. Um, it's just, it's a new category in our mind in a way that mm-hmm. needs to be explained. And since there's different participants in this ecosystem, you just have to understand like, okay, who, there's the end user, there's the uh, licensed producer, there's a healthcare professional, and then they all come together around this recipe and how it works. And it's, I mean, it's, it's really interesting. I would like to try a formulation. So. Yeah, <laughs> you and everybody else. Yeah, I know, I know, yeah. What, what, we, what we've realized, and again, this wasn't really the intent at the beginning. The intent was to create a device that produced personalized, consistent products on demand. Essentially, what we have created is a platform or an, an ecosystem for the cannabis industry that we believe will create a network effect. You've got formulators coming into the platform that want to uh, put their formulations in into our platform. Uh, if if it's a very well known formulator, we are willing to um, pay them a royalty fee. So it's a way for researchers to start generating income based on all of their years and years of research without having to wait for cannabis to be approved in the U.S. and then have to go through clinical trials and obtain a patent. Yeah, great points. Also, you know, skill in these areas sometimes comes from unlikely places. I'm thinking about how one company open-sourced its uh, gene uh, gene editing uh, software and they fo- they found this one woman who was a secretary in the UK that was like the most incredible gene f- protein folder or something and I, I remember reading about this and they were like we were shocked like we didn't think that 
you know, someone just random without these certain skill sets would come in with incredible abilities. Also, I've heard the same thing from the mining industry where they put out kind of bounties and they, they said, this is, you know, we need to find gold mines that have this much gold per mile. And they put contests out there and like lay people solve these problems mm-hmm. in ways that they just couldn't even conceive of. Do you think that's going to happen here with the Obland? Yes, 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 yes. You're talking my language totally. I mean, it, first of all, the Obland is not just limited to the cannabis industry. Yes, we are focused on the cannabis industry because there is a huge unmet need in this industry, and we can turn cannabis into medicine, and we can make cannabis accessible to those who want to treat with cannabis, and we can take the fear out of using cannabis by being able to control the amount of THC in such tiny, tiny amounts. So yes, this is for the cannabis industry, but if you think about other industries, uh, you know, the, the genomic industry and the, the companies that are looking at your DNA and analyzing your risk factors versus your brother's risk factors versus your mother's risk factors based on their current body composition. Uh, and then you think about the ability to have ingredients in the O blend and you start supplementing people's body to ward off their potential of getting these different diseases. And then you're really moving into preventative medicine and preventative medicine using health or plant-based healthy ingredients. So that ultimately is, is where we want to be one day where I think we could take this company or or a very large company that already has the infrastructure built could take this company. It's exciting. It really is. And is there patents involved you have here in intellectual property in creating the Oblend? Yes, yes, absolutely. So we've been very aggressive on the patent front. We filed our first provisional patent back in early 2016. Since then, we have been granted over 50 patents. Uh, We have been granted our key utility patent, and we have filed continuations on that as well as divisional uh, patent applications We've extended our patent coverage internationally, and uh, we have several different patent families that are active. Uh, We have also extended our patent coverage uh, beyond the cannabis industry. Uh, We've we've extended it to other vertical industries. such as the cosmetic industry, the fragrance industry, the tobacco industry. Uh, So again, this device is moving into unchartered territory. It's like the first lab at home. And what can you do with a lab? Yeah, Yeah, you can create formulations, but you could create shampoo. You could create create, uh, makeup. 
or, you know, personalized eye cream and day cream and sunscreen. And uh, it, it's really exciting. And it's it it's almost too big for this little tiny company to do by ourselves. We can focus on the cannabis industry. However, we realize that it may be best for this company to partner with a company in the cosmetic industry or in the tobacco industry or in the psilocybin industry. Oh, yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> we have that in our patents too. So, And, and you're talking microliter amounts, right, that need to be dispensed. And that's what we do. We can dispense in microliter amounts. Um, so if there's a company that comes to us that would like to license our technology for another industry, uh, we we would be willing to look at it. Because, again, ultimately, we are collecting the data. We're, we're collecting the data, yeah, which is I, another exciting opportunity. <laughs> I can see why you're focused just on one aspect here. Well, cannabis is high margin. Also, there's no legacy really infrastructure still. It's like everything's new, so people are more open to it. Um, they say what genius loves constraint. If you go if you go after too much too broadly, it's you have to start somewhere and get traction. So it makes sense that you're starting here. Um, yeah. So are you still raising capital right now? We talked about what you did in your previous life raising capital, but are mm-hmm. you still raising capital now? Yes, yes, we are. Um, uh, so we started the company in early 2016. Uh, we've raised $5 million through two different preferred equity rounds. And we are currently in the process of rounding out a $1 million convertible note. We've raised 750000 of it. And we have another 250 remaining for investment. As soon as we close this, we are going to kick off a five million Series A round, um, and we we would like to get that filled as soon as possible. We have a lot of interesting things right around the corner. We're excited, and we really want to focus on making our commercial launch successful. Okay, and also for um, license holders. Are you still looking for more partners for right now, or is that on hold, or would you would you like them to reach out to you? No, we, we definitely uh, are looking for the right the right partner. So if there's anyone out there listening to this right now and and you're an operator or have a, a license or know of a company that may be interested. Uh, please feel free to reach out to us. Uh, we have we have a lot of interesting things to share with you, and uh, we definitely know how important it is to make sure that our first partners are successful. So we're going to be doing everything we can to make our first partner successful. Uh, our team will be there at their location. Uh, doing everything we can to ensure success. So very excited. Okay. And we'll get your contact information and how people can reach out here after we ask you three personal development questions. And you've been on the show before, so we've got some some new ones for you. Okay. All right. I'm ready. Okay. 
What is one skill you use all the time that you think is important but wasn't taught in school? There, there's a lot, actually. Um, I would think the one. Well, we're we are commercializing, right? So when I think about a commercial launch, it's all about strategy. It's like a chess game. You cannot think about your next move. You have to think about your three next moves or your five next moves. And and what if what if your opponent does a move that you didn't anticipate? Then you have to have a plan B and a plan C because things don't always turn out like you expect them to. So strategy, always listen to the market listen to your customers, listen to your fellow employees. There's always things to be learned. Gather as much information as possible. Be willing to make changes, adopt to the market, and and make adjustments as needed. Yeah, that's really good. Resiliency. What do you do when it's not clear what to do? (laughs) That's That's what I call it. What do you do when it's not clear? So the MacGyver quotient. I call it. Yeah, it's like collect, collect, detective. That's right. Yeah, detective. Yeah, talk to everybody. Do your research. Yep. (laughs) What do you think besides what you're doing, which is fascinating? But if you had to pick one other thing that's going on in your field, what do you just think's really cool? Um, Given this um, this COVID crisis right now, that and, and the hit that the cannabis industry has has taken recently uh there's a lot of m&a activity going on there's um there's an opportunity for companies to acquire other companies at extremely low valuations uh i believe that this was going to lead to not only big transactions within the cannabis industry but also big moves from other big players from other large industries such as uh, the pharma industry or the tobacco industry or the ag industry. Um, I also think there's a huge opportunity to brand at the retail level. Uh, we We have some brands that we've heard of, but there's no true leader on a national level. Uh, there's some multi-state operators aggressively fighting for this title. There are some Canadian companies that are moving into the U.S. that are fighting for this title. And um, I think it's going to be interesting to see who becomes the the big winner as far as branding at a national level on the retail level. And here's a Peter Thiel question for you. What's one thing that you believe to be true that practically nobody agrees with you on? Uh, that is um, that is a very hard question. <laughs> um, I can't tell you anything that I believe that that almost everybody doesn't agree with me on. However, I, I can tell you this. Um, I believe that one day O-blends will be used worldwide for disease prevention. And when I tell some people this, they look at me like I'm crazy. So so that that might be it. But right now you have companies out there that are assessing people's risk factors 
of diseases based on their DNA, genetic makeup, you mentioned genetic sequencing, body composition, and there's no reason that Oblins cannot be used or will not be used uh, as a preventative plant-based precision device that caters to each person's individual needs. To me, it's black and white. <laughs> it's black and white. Uh, but for, for, for many people, they, they look at me like I'm a little crazy when I say things like that. No, no, no. It's good to have a strong <laughs> vision. Also, you know, when you're in the pharmaceutical space and, and now it's kind of the pharmaceutical technology, both, you kind of, you kind of have a sense of what that world's going to because you're so deeply immersed in it that it seems so clear. It's just connecting the next dot where, you know, lay people like me haven't connected the first few dots before it. So That's right. That's right. And you know what? I, I just, you know, I'm, I'm reading I, I'm reading about the industry all the time. And about a, two weeks ago, it became very clear to me that right now, especially with the COVID crisis, virtual clinical trials and decentral clinical tri- decentralized clinical trials are growing like crazy. And you got the telemedicine. So again, you've got Oblend providing medicine for people and the doctors are and patients are seeing their visits through telemedicine. Whatever formulation they come up, it's sent to the Oblend. Oblend sends it to patients and we're sending surveys to the patients. Guess what? Now we're in the market of virtual clinical trials and decentralized clinical trials. So cannabis is not illegal in the U.S. right now, so we cannot technically perform clinical trials, but there's no reason why you cannot use Oblins to perform virtual clinical trials and decentralized clinical trials. I love it. I mean, it's, it's again, it's black and white to me. Oh. I, I'm ready to get out there. I'm very excited. Well, Nicole, as we close, can you can you let investors know, accredited investors know how they can reach out to you and also license holders if they're interested in learning more? Yes. Uh, if you would like to reach out to us, uh, probably the best way is to send an email to info at oblend.com. Uh, let me spell that. It's, it's info, I-N-F-O, at oblend, O-B-L-E-N-D.com. Okay, great. Well, Nicole, yep. thanks so much for coming on the show. This, this really sounds futuristic. And also, I can tell it's you know, got legs because I really want to try one. I can think of a lot of different things I would like a formulation for. I, immediately, I thought about uh, like a Sunday anxiety formulation. Like maybe we can get someone like a... Uh, Dr. Ethan Russo, who's into terpenes, to create one or something like that, and you know. But there's so many others I can think of. Off the okay, top of okay, my head. wait, wait. Now that you mentioned him, Ethan is one of one of our partners that we've partnered with. Um, uh, wow. Through through his company that he was formerly with, he just um, he just formed a new company called Credo Science. Uh, but with his previous company, ICCI. Uh, we entered in, into an agreement and hired Ethan 
to um, have formulations for anxiety, pain, and insomnia. Oh my gosh. And uh, those are in our platform. They're available uh, in the hemp CBD formats, and he's also provided us his formulations uh, that include uh, cannabinoids. So, and we're getting great feedback from these formulations. I mean, we are changing people's lives just from the hemp CBD formulations, which Ethan told me that they weren't going to work nearly as well as the cannabinoid formulations. But just the hemp CBD formulations are doing wonders for people's lives. Wow. I'll certainly be watching closely for that when that's available. Well, Nicole, thanks so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it for everybody that's uh, interested in accredited investors and for license holders. That was info at O-Blend. Nicole, congratulations so far, and keep us posted with everything you have going on. I'm really watching this closely. Yeah, thank you so much, Matt. Thanks for all the listeners, and uh, I appreciate you having me back on, on your show. Thanks a lot. If you enjoyed the show today, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or whatever app you might be using to listen to the show. Every five-star review helps us to bring the best guest to you. Learn more at canninsider.com forward slash iTunes. What are the five disruptive trends that will impact the cannabis industry in the next five years? Find out with your free report at canninsider.com forward slash trends. Have a suggestion for an awesome guest on Canna Insider? Simply send us an email at feedback at cannainsider.com. We'd love to hear from you. Please do not take any information from Canna Insider or its guests as medical advice. Contact your licensed physician before taking cannabis or using it for medical treatments. Promotional consideration may be provided by select guests, advertisers, or companies featured in Canna Insider. Lastly, the host or guests on Canna Insider may or may not invest in the companies or entrepreneurs profiled on the show. Please consult your licensed financial advisor before making any investment decisions. Final disclosure to see if you're still paying attention. This little whistle jingle you're listening to will get stuck in your head for the rest of the day. Thanks for listening and look for another Canna Insider episode soon. Take care. Bye-bye.